0: all right you ready yep three two one beautiful did you clap because i clapped i did i think we both clapped man
1: i couldn't hear you clap
0: i heard you clap what does that say about us
1: it says that we are podcasting right
0: now are we yeah we back
1: we're back baby dead wasp there's two dead wasps on my windowsill
0: no it is des wasp season
1: yeah des wasp
0: you know what You want to try that again i'm shaking the rust off man i don't want to hear it
1: i haven't spoken in two years
0: i've never even talked before in my life and i killed the last guy who was on this podcast and took his place who's that That was Kyle White.
1: Kyle White. Hey, welcome to a Two White Guys podcast, ladies and
0: gentlemen. Welcome to Joe and Kyle White. We're boys and we podcast. And not just for fun.
1: For business.
0: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We'd like to thank our sponsor
1: uh, today. um, White Guy Hair Gel.
0: Yeah. Uh, Are you uh, Caucasian? And does your hair look kind of goofy sometimes? What if it could look even goofier uh, white guy hair gel dot, gov. dot gov.
1: yep that's right do you use hair gel at all like actually no okay. I do not me neither but I feel like I need to start I need to start combing my hair like they did in the 1950s
0: <laughs> all the way straight back
1: yeah I think that's like that might be the new look.
0: I think you should do that. Your hair does look nice when it's not, like, gelled or anything and it just sits there as like a little poof.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it's really not. It's like a little poof, but like, that's kind of embarrassing. I look like a toddler. I think it's cute. I always look in the mirror and I think, that's a toddler. That's a, that's I think a child. I you look like
0: a nice young lad. My issue is that now I have it long on top and like shorter on the sides. So if I don't use, you know, anything and I don't use anything, it just like flops over onto the side of my face. Mm-hmm. So I just have like the single long strand of hair.
1: Do you have like the Donald Trump comb over where it's like really long and you have to like... No,
0: but not like that.
1: Comb it over your bald head.
0: Why would you do that to me? I don't know. <laughs> On our podcast. <laughs> Uh, this no, is now officially an, an un- unrated
1: podcast. I am holding.
0: No it doesn't matter, though, uh, because no one else has to like me anymore. <laughs> <'Cause> that's <laughs> right. Season four, baby. We're in relationships. We got
1: girlfriends.
0: <laughs> uh, apologies to all the female listeners. You're not allowed to listen to this podcast anymore. Nope. Because our girlfriends will get jealous.
1: That's right. Don't listen.
0: No more women. And you know what? Let's
1: just throw in the men who have a crush on us. Get out of here.
0: Hit the road, Jack.
1: Hit the bricks. We don't want you anymore.
0: Hit the bricks. Honestly, (laughs) anyone listening to this podcast, go away. (laughs) Leave. Just, Just stop. Just, I mean, why are you here? We already, we are in relationships. We have a podcast. Our lives are getting better.
1: No, no, no. Listen here's Here's the reason you should go away. me and Hunter are just trying to have normal conversations, and you guys keep ruining them.
0: Scram, get out of my car. I'm just trying to talk to my buddy. I didn't ask you to be in my car. I'm going on a drive with my friend Kyle White the second Kyle Kyle <laughs> Kyle Whitegood. <laughs> Kyle's White <laughs> There's two of them.
1: Is this a podcast?
0: Yeah, but I have something important I want to talk about, okay. You sent me a tweet. Okay. A couple weeks ago. <laughs> a couple weeks ago. Maybe not. Maybe it was this week. I don't know. I At some point, a tweet showed up in my inbox. And it reads, People always say Canada is like the U.S. except 5% off. But I feel like they do it on purpose. They have a national pizza chain called Boston Pizza. That has to be a bit, right? So...
1: I just want the audience to know that I sent this to Hunter yesterday. No, you
0: didn't. Yeah, I did. No, you didn't. I did. Gosh, it feels like another lifetime that (laughs) I... Okay. I just... Ever since I read this tweet, I have been thinking about Boston pizza.
1: Boston pizza. So, for those of you who don't know the lore of the podcast, um, famously, uh, this podcast in 2021 visited a place... uh, Where you can get a New York Slice in the city of Boston.
0: In fact, the place is called New York Slice.
1: New York Slice in Boston. Look it up. Uh, Go there.
0: Anyway, the point is,
1: Canadians, I don't know what Boston pizza is, but I don't know why you would pick Boston over (laughs) any other city for your pizza, personally.
0: I mean, regardless of the the pizza discussions we could get into here, we're just going to lead with you know, general podcast opinion that we both hold. All pizza is good pizza. All pizza is
1: good pizza. I'm not a pizza snob. Neither of us are. No,
0: no. All pizza is good pizza. Second, Boston pizza, for whatever reason, I've just been thinking about if the, I think still alive, casual eatery chain Boston Market made pizza.
1: That's what that would be.
0: I've been, no, that's Boston pizza to me. Okay. I'm thinking about, like, a Thanksgiving <laughs>
1: pizza. Uh-huh. All right. So, listen. Here's the thing. If
0: mm-hmm. this
1: podcast reaches 250 Patreon subscribers, um, we will go to a Boston pizza and record an episode there. So,
0: Or we'll go to a Boston market and we'll make veiled threats at the employees <laughs> until they make us a pizza.
1: Make me a pizza, please. Can we... Let's, let's put all this aside now and... We've gotten it out of the way that we're not pizza snobs, right? You and me. Yes. Never had pizza. We don't want
0: to talk about Thanksgiving pizza. You don't want to talk about pizza with stuffing and turkey and cranberry sauce on it. Well we're gonna get to that potato crust.
1: That's part of this discussion. We'll get to it. But let's 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 talk about the pizzas of the world. Okay. Okay. You've got Chicago pizza, which as far as I know comes in thin crust and deep dish form. You've got New York style pizza. You've got whatever crap they serve in Boston. You've
0: got theoretically
1: Roma style pizza. What is the official terminally chill ranking of these pizzas? This is important.
0: I don't want to do that. No. All pizzas is good pizza. All and also good you pizza is good. Detroit it? style.
1: what is Detroit style pizza?
0: You've never had Detroit style pizza?
1: No. Why
0: it's would really I? good. It's a rectangle. Uh, And it's got like a...
1: Is this some Midwest garbage?
0: No, 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 no. It's actually good. We'll get to the garbage. I have the garbage pulled up. It is a like thicker by size crust. And it's on the, just the bottom. But it's not thick, like dense. It's really like crunchy and airy and light. And it's just really nice. It's just like a nice pizza. Okay. The really cursed one. And I don't know if you've seen this is altoona style pizza and altoona for those who don't know is a city in uh the middle of pennsylvania basically Mm -hmm. it's a sicilian style dough thick and soft crust cut into squares but the issue is that it's usually topped with like squares of american cheese oh gosh and like not fully melted squares of american cheese and all the toppings are underneath that. Why? I don't know. Whose idea was that? It has a Wikipedia page. Wikipedia has a, a series on pizza, and this is, you know, is a big enough deal to put it in there. Apparently, no one likes this. There's an article <laughs> from The Takeout in 2021 that has the headline, Altoona Style Pizza Baffles the Nation, Including Altoona Itself. Really like a, like, what horrors have I wrought of my own creation sort of thing.
1: Can I just just read you something from the Wikipedia page? Please. The history section. Altoona-style pizza originated at the Altoona Hotel, which was noted as serving a, quote, unique pizza in 1996 by the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Following the destruction of the hotel in 2013 by fire... (laughs) Other local restaurants began serving (laughs) Altoona-style
0: pizza. So they tried to kill
1: it. (laughs) Somebody tried to kill Altoona-style pizza. (laughs) Some brave arsonist hero (laughs) tried to take down... (laughs) (laughs) But they couldn't do it. Evil was allowed to survive. It's like Lord of the Rings.
0: That's so true. I love the... I'm pretty sure you just made Altoona-style pizza Gandalf
1: uh huh. no (laughs) you're acting like altuna style pizzas on the side of good (laughs) do you really think that
0: it is well no you're right i'm just thinking of like basically dies but gets brought back i would like to cast all the lord of the rings characters as as pizzas but out of respect for our friend caitlin at tea with tolkien respect come come on I've only seen all the movies once. Since when have we had any respect at all for people? That's... We don't have to talk about that. Here's the thing that we do have to talk about, which is that under the pizza varieties tab on Wikipedia's part of a series on pizza, there's mm-hmm. a lot of great words, but one of them is beach pizza.
1: Uh-huh. Is that just sand in the dough?
0: I, I would hope, but... It doesn't make sense. It says beach pizza is a type of pizza popular in the coastal communities of New England, north of Boston. So maybe this is Boston pizza. It has a very thin crust and is rectangular being cooked on a baking sheet, a sweet tomato sauce, a sprinkling of mozzarella cheese, and traditionally can include slices of provolone. And that's literally the entire article. I think it's literally just pizza they sell by the beach. I don't know why this, like, made it here.
1: And New England just had to go and make it a thing.
0: Typical. It's literally listed under the cuisine of New England section on Wikipedia. <laughs> so awful. Oh man. The cuisine like
1: Oh no. I'm holding man. Hold on. A uh, did
0: you click the one that says spaghetti pizza?
1: I have recently, very recently had a delicious spaghetti pizza.
0: What is spaghetti pizza? I've not heard of this.
1: Oh, what is spaghetti? It's pizza with spaghetti on it, man. Okay, I don't know. Well, I don't know how simple. <laughs> I don't know how how much simpler I can describe it.
0: I just so it's you know, dough, tomato sauce, cheese, spaghetti. Uh huh. Is this mm-hmm. like a, a Cincinnati uh-huh. thing, like the chili, where they just put spaghetti on everything? No, it's
1: um apparently. Apparently, they actually no. eat it
0: like that in uh, Italy. No, sometimes the Italians are already like mm-hmm. in last place for like funny cultural stereotypes, and by that I mean they have we have the most ammo against them. They can't do this. Mm-hmm.
1: Let's let me make sure that that statement is true before we start character assassinating all
0: Italian. People. I'm willing to accept it as fact. To be honest with you. The
1: reason I said that is because when I highlighted it on Wikipedia, it says, Oh, no, no. Sorry. Sorry. No, <laughs> this is what's real I misspoke.
0: now. I Italians eat spaghetti on pizza and they call it spaghetti <laughs> pizza because they're freaks. No. They'd call it pizza spaghetti.
1: Something like that. Okay, no, I'm sorry. Spaghetti pizza is actually not at all Italian. It is South American. South American. What? And yet I've had it recently. So, you know.
0: What were you doing in South America?
1: I wasn't doing anything in South America.
0: That sounds like what someone would say if they were doing something in South America. We
1: don't talk about this.
0: We don't talk about South America?
1: No, I was very recently on vacation in Florida. Uh, Oh,
0: well, that is South America. It's... (laughs) When (laughs) you think about it. (laughs) When you
1: really think about it, Florida is South America. Yeah. Yeah. We're really defining things.
0: I love making statements. That's why it's so nice to be back.
1: I want to say something. Earlier, I said we don't respect anybody, but we do respect our friend Kate. However, <laughs> <laughs> Frodo would be That's... New York pizza. Sam would be Roma. We know
0: this. All right, am I'm, d- I'm gonna let you fly here.
1: Okay. All right. Let's keep let's keep this let's keep this rolling.
0: All right. Pizza varieties. Give me give me Boromir.
1: Boromir. Okay. Oh, yeah. Boromir is like as traditional Sicilian pizza as you can possibly have.
0: He's a pizza snob.
1: Boromir is like Sicilian pizza with cheese. That's it.
0: Yeah. Let's
1: see. What else we got? Merry and Pippin. Either of them. They're both chocolate pizza. Yeah. Without a doubt. They're they're some sort of gross dessert pizza. Yeah. You're like, you know, you like hanging out with them. Just not that much. You know what I mean?
0: Who are the uh
1: the Urukai? Oh, I mean, does that even need to be said? Does that even need to be said? We know who the Urukai are. Do we? Yeah. I'm, I'm
0: just trying would, to get... I'd we're like trying to know. to look
1: through the list of pizzas.
0: Because <laughs> you can give them like the really cursed pizza if you want, but I don't know if that's...
1: What is Quad City Style Pizza? Is that Iowa pizza?
0: I just clicked onto that. Okay. Is that pizza you, from Iowa? Before you read this, <laughs> one have you ever heard of the term quad cities yeah that's illinois and iowa right could you name any of the four quad cities (laughs) no okay no i've never heard of this term i couldn't tell you where it was in the united states and there's freaking five cities in the quad cities list (laughs) what's the deal Davenport and Bettendorf in southeastern Iowa, and Rock Island, Maline, or Moline, and East Moline in northwestern Illinois. <laughs> and there's five of them? Yeah.
1: Why aren't they in one state? Just be in one state, five Look, cities. Look, man,
0: the Big Ten West has not been good in a long time, and this is why. <laughs> they can't figure anything out over there. Five cities.
1: I was recently researching video games. As one does, and I was trying to figure out where the Resident Evil games are set, and someone said they were set in Raccoon City. Well, Raccoon City is the name of the city in the game, and they're like, oh, uh, we don't really know. Let's just say that it's one of the Quad Cities, and I was like,
0: okay. (laughs) Sure, man.
1: It could be. Might as well be in my book. Quad City-style pizza. Let's see. Toppings under the cheese, What's in the crust. Why do
0: multiple pizzas have, like, toppings under the cheese? What does that do for you?
1: I I really don't know. It's just a way to do it.
0: I don't know, man. Like, this looks fine. It looks interesting, but like... Ooh,
1: toasted nutty flavor? I don't know about nutty. I don't want a nutty flavor No,
0: I'm interested, because I actually just this week made um, a sheet pan of um, sourdough focaccia pesto pizza, and it literally, the only things on the pizza are pesto and uh, fontina cheese, And I was like, this is going to suck, and it's going to taste really weird, but it actually, like, is solid, and obviously a fair part of pesto is that, like, nutty flavor. So I'm in. I'm interested.
1: uruk or taco pizza? Explain. I mean, that just looks like pizza with Doritos on it.
0: (laughs) 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 There's lettuce
1: and Doritos on a pizza, They're calling (laughs) anything pizza these days. The owner of the pizza play chain, Happy Joe's, claimed to have invented taco pizza. Man, Oh, and, and get this. It's another Quad Cities pizza, baby. Davenport,
0: Iowa. <laughs> Someone's got to stop the Quad Cities. <laughs> I don't know anything about them, but I don't want to know anything more about them.
1: But they're making taco pizza. Like, imagine being a place that is somehow less Italian and less uh, Mexican
0: than Davenport, Iowa. I want to learn about the Quad Cities now. Which one's the worst one? Like, why did these become... The Quad Cities. I don't know. I was going to guess that the Quad Cities are like the, what is it? New Mexico, Arizona, New yeah, Florida, yeah, yeah. Utah, where like the, the corners meet or whatever. Yeah. But this is just in the middle of nowhere. Was anyone famous born here?
1: I think they just got real bored. I think they just got real bored because they're out in, you know, flyover states. No offense to our friends from Illinois and Iowa.
0: No, I'm sure they're nice places, but I'm just confused. It's also funny just to see how states divvy up their, like, counties Mm -hmm. and have, like, done so historically. Because, like, Iowa, I'm looking at it right now, is pretty much just like, yeah, we made a bunch of squares. Mm -hmm. And some of them are a little off-center and have weird curves, but, like, for the most part, they're just squares. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. How did people come up with that? Back in the day to like draw county lines. Because those don't get gerrymandered.
1: Could not tell you.
0: We're going to find out. How did counties start? What's the deal with counties? How did
1: counties start?
0: What's up with counties? How did it happen? You live in a county? Me? Yeah. Yeah, I live in a county. Are you a county guy? I'm a county fella. If you had to guess, how many counties were in the United States? Oh gosh,
1: um... Oh, jeez. Let me think. Um, If I had to guess how many counties are in the United States, I would guess probably, let's go with 900.
0: Oh. No, sir. 3,243.
1: Hold on. Wait. I did my math wrong. Let me guess again. (laughs) Okay. Try it again. Uh, Let's see. That's that. Carry the zero. Uh Square root of the third of that. Uh, let's see. No, hold on. Let me just try this again. Uh huh. No, take yeah. your time. And then, um, no, I mean I'm a mathematician, so maybe maybe you should shut your mouth. Okay. Uh, 60,000. Sixteen thousand. <laughs> Sixty thousand. is 60, actually what my oh. math
0: got to. Nailed it. That's my perfect. guess was that
1: there were about thirty counties per state,
0: buddy. Oh, I forget you live in a smaller state. Yeah. Not to dox you. I do live in a smaller state. It's true. I live in a large state, so I understand. I love that like they're called counties basically everywhere. Apparently in Alaska they're called boroughs, which fine, whatever. But Louisiana they're called parishes. Um which true. is cute. That's yeah. very very nice and Catholic. Mm-hmm.
1: It's a nice and Catholic state, so beautiful. Well, place. I mean north louisiana is virtually indistinguishable from anywhere else in the deep deep south but south louisiana beautiful
0: and catholic we've done a lot of traveling since we've recorded last time yeah we sure have like you said we did we did ship up to boston last uh august like that song and then up to maine um and i got yelled at by a boston bartender
1: uh do we want to tell that story because i think (laughs) it's pretty good we can I think it's a, great, it's a great story
0: because it's like, this is Boston. So Boston's a funny place um, because the people there are just so goofy in the angry way. Mm-hmm. You know, the boys are in Boston, as we are wont to do. I think at least two of us had mustaches, and at least one of us was wearing a romper just out in public.
1: It was a very dark time, yeah.
0: It was a beautiful time, frankly. But we grab a New York slice, as one does. Genuinely great pizza. Genuinely, like, the largest pizza ever. Mm -hmm. Big, big slice. Big slice. A one-slice stop, for sure. And then we go over to the Tam.
1: Do people know what the Tam is?
0: I was going to ask, do you want to explain how we ended up at the Tam?
1: The Tam is, like, Boston's greatest bar and most famous bar and if you work for the TAM and if you're the bartender in this story and you're listening to this podcast somehow um, thank I'm you for sorry. your service sir I don't <laughs> I
0: apologize for anything
1: <laughs> I want you to apologize to me you don't remember me trust me <laughs> but, but uh, no the TAM is a famous uh, bar from a famous viral video in which three Boston gentlemen Shout some things at a camera, and uh, and it's pretty funny. It's a funny video. I don't. It <laughs> was a really bad pitch. <laughs> <laughs> <I,
0: laughs> it's just the most Boston like Patriots fan people. Goodwill Hunting supporting actors. they drinks.
1: They think it's uh, hilarious that the bar is full. One of them gives really good advice about how, why you should. <laughs> Obey your mother, and then the third guy just laughs. And uh, yeah, it's it's a wonderful video. If you haven't if you haven't uh, seen it, you should just Google uh, "Boston guy obey your mother" and just see what you come up with.
0: It's a beautiful place, and we thought the video was so funny that we would drive <laughs> upwards of ten hours just to visit. We the did it for the vid, and in fact, we dead.
1: probably did it for the podcast. We just didn't realize it yet.
0: And for what it's worth, it, it does seem to be like a genuinely kind of famous bar. I think we were there maybe at pretty a empty night when we were there or a weird day, so it was pretty empty. But uh, the website of the Tam says uh, Boston.com's number one most popular Boston dive bar. BuzzFeed: Twelve dive bars in America you must visit before you die. And uh, First We Feast's best dive bar according to bartenders. Apparently been open since the 1940s and has thrived as a collar watering hole ever since. So you can understand that they don't take well to... Ordering
1: drinks? (laughs) How, How should we say that? Outsiders. We walk in. It's a nice little bar. We go up to the bar to order. And the bartender has some stern words. Before we've even said anything, the bartender says... Uh, should I should I try to impersonate him? Should I do like the? Should I do an accent?
0: Please do. Uh, imagine while Matthew is about to talk, that you are imagining a <laughs> uh, binging with Babish looking character who's like six inches shorter than you think he is. <laughs> is the bartender, but he talk, but he talks.
1: He's got a Boston accent. Uh, this is a really terrible Boston accent. And he goes, he goes. Hey, don't order any stupid drinks, all right? Don't. <laughs> he said the last people in this bar ordered some stupid drinks, all right? Don't do it. So, you know, we're like, okay, good. No stupid drinks. Got it. Understood. By stupid drinks, he meant cocktails. <laughs> don't, don't order a cocktail. Like... Any kind of cocktail that wasn't you explaining what exactly to put into the drink.
0: Right. And this, now I'll give a little disclaimer here. I was still remotely new to drinking and bars at this point in my life. That has since changed. But I, you know, I, I understand that, you know, nothing fancy, just like three ingredients, maybe. Um, and I'm looking behind the bar And you know, there's it's a bar There's a lot of different bottles of liquor So my thought is If I can see all the bottles And all the bottles that I think Go into this drink are here mm-hmm. You know, conceivably It would make sense that I would be allowed to order this drink So this you know, Hunter
1: embarrasses himself By doing that um, By ordering, uh, attempting to order an aviation Which I think I knew right from the get-go was going to go badly But I didn't say anything And then our other friends, our wonderful friends, all proceeded to attempt to order normal drinks, which was a mistake. Normal cocktails, like an old-fashioned...
0: I think... I think, like, Nathan ordered, like, a a Manhattan or something. Yeah, but... Which is literally maybe two ingredients. You don't
1: order a Manhattan in New England. They get touchy about that, alright? This isn't New York, buddy. (laughs) Alright?
0: Evidently.
1: So... Um, Our friend Elise is a local, um, a uh, person from the region. She knew, order a shot. Order a shot of Jameson. She made the right call, and I decided to take up after that and order a Guinness for myself, which he was very grateful for, and I think that's what we all should have done. But we had the beautiful experience first of him telling us that we ordered very stupid drinks
0: And not only did he tell me that I ordered a stupid (laughs) drink, he like pulled me aside and talked at me for like five minutes. And gave me this whole spiel about he's, like, one bartender, and these, you know, this couple came in or whatever and ordered cocktails, and so he made the cocktails, (laughs) and it took him Lord knows how long, (laughs) because he's only been bartending for, like, 30 years, and he told me off the bat, I've been bartending for 30 years, and I've never heard of an aviation. No one has ever come in and talked about an aviation, and I, you know, had no clue at this time, but now I know, like, an aviation is not an uncommon cocktail. No. It's not. like it's, it's weirder than your standard ones, but it's like people know about aviations. If you drink, you know about aviation.
1: I also embarrassed myself a little bit because he poured my Guinness. Um, it's sitting. You know, Guinnesses have to sit once they're poured. Yeah. And it looked like it was mostly full, but that it was just settling. Um, so I'm like, okay, you know, I think it's pretty much ready. I've watched it settle for a bit. I think I'm ready to grab it. I reach out to grab it. He comes up and he goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not trying to cheat you, man. I'm not trying to cheat you. I'm going to fill it up all the way.
0: This is a man who's been hurt before. I'm just like,
1: okay, hey, I just thought it was ready, man. I was just trying to get my drink.
0: Yeah. He was not happy. Oh. And so he's... He's trying to explain to me the logistics of like, well, now I make them this fancy cocktail and it takes all this time and it takes time away from other customers and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, th- he ends by saying this like about 15 times that this is a beer and a shot of whiskey bar. And I was like, OK, I understand. I will order a beer and a shot of whiskey. So
1: listen, listen, and here's the thing. I did. People are going to listen to this podcast and they're going to laugh at us because they're like, you guys think you can just wats in to some Massachusetts bar. And your, you know, Midwest and Southern and, you know, normal sensibilities are just going to work. You know, I don't want us to be be like that guy who got wrung out because he attacked bodega culture in New York City. I don't want us to be that guy. Right. I, or, well, you know.
0: no, here's the, the thing. It didn't help us that we both had mustaches <laughs> and not good ones. <laughs> I was also wearing a romper with flamingos and palm trees on it. Do you think he ID'd us like
1: the second we walked into the bar?
0: (laughs) Well, he knew. He He knew it wasn't going to be easy. And there's like three people in the bar. To his credit, after all of this, we do our thing. We get our drinks. We sit down. And when we're we're, uh, closing out, he does comp us all the shots of whiskey, which was very sweet. Yeah. Um, you know, a testament to our, uh, you know, companionship now, our friendship that we've earned through the course of this (laughs) evening. And I have to think we're welcome back there anytime. Yeah, yeah, we better be, is what I'll say. (laughs) Hey, man, that was a... Man, that was a trip. That guy, I'll never forget. I'll never
1: forget the Boston bartender who showed us just what it's like to order a drink in Boston.
0: (laughs) We really got the... And we... We went to Boston, and we were like, I hope someone just, like, <laughs> Yell, yells, yells at us. <laughs> or, like, punches us in the face or something. Yeah, man, that's, that's the Boston experience.
1: You don't because, go to like, that yeah, city because you don't want to get yelled at or punched in the face.
0: Right. I mean, that's what Boston is. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, and we're, we're good tourists. We want to have the local experience. So... You know, we made it out with only getting rung out by Binging with Babish But, yeah, maybe next time someone will just, like, kick us
1: Hey everybody, this is Binging with Babish Welcome back, I'm going to make a Guinness from the Tam today First things first, pour the Guinness Now let it seat <laughs> Sit,
0: sorry Let <laughs> <Seat. Now, laughs> That's how they say it on the YouTube cooking show. Now let it sit
1: for a second I'm not trying to cheat
0: you. <laughs> Please, sir. <laughs> like, turns into an NPC voice or something. Okay, and now it's ready to drink. Go ahead. Not like that. <laughs> You're drinking it all wrong.
1: Yeah, can I get a uh, a shot of whiskey with just a, 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 a spritz of orange in there? Whoa. No stupid guy, drinks.
0: Is this guy talking about a cocktail? Mm-mm. You know what we do to guys like you. Listen here, buddy. Yeah. So it was a good time. <laughs> All bubble blowing babies who order cocktails will be beaten senseless by every able bodied patron of the Tam. That's
1: the way it should be. I'm very grateful for that experience. I wanna. I just wanna. I wanna say that.
0: Oh, same. It was beautiful. It was a New York slice of a night, if you ask me, in Boston. Mm-hmm. Found that there's a pizza called Grandma Pizza. Yeah, I
1: saw Grandma Pizza too. Do you want to tell me what that is?
0: I would love to tell you about Grandma Pizza. It's a distinct, thin, rectangular style of pizza attributed to Long Island, New York. Typically topped with cheese and tomato sauce. It's a reminiscence of pizzas baked at home by Italian housewives who lacked a pizza oven. So it's literally just pizza. It's pizza you make (laughs) in your house. That's it. Here's what
1: I'm discovering. The Northeast and New England... Just decided that every way to make pizza, meaning like the oven or by the beach, should count as their own distinct pizza categories.
0: Yeah. It's like, to be very honest with you, I don't know what New York style pizza is. To me, that is just pizza. Mm -hmm. People are like, oh, it's thin crust. Oh, it's got like a different crust. Oh, like you're only supposed to have cheese pizza. It's like, no, I think you're, I think you're just making pizza dog. Yeah. I don't think there's anything special. So, like, there's this whole complex in the Northeast because of probably Chicago-style pizza, frankly. That they were like, well, wait, like, you're not talking about us. You're not talking about our pizza. So now we got freaking, you know, dog pizza. When your dog is in the kitchen and you're making pizza.
1: We should talk about food for a second. Because, I mean, each region of the United States has its own beautiful tradition of food which surprises people who think that all of America is the same food like people from Europe but you know you've got Tex-Mex food down in Texas you've got like southern style barbecue and soul food in the south and you've got pizza in the Northeast and I guess there's some sort of some sort of jealousy thing happening here where they gotta have something really special so You hear him talk about pizza, but I'm just going to be real honest with you. I don't sense it. I don't see it. I don't see the difference, really.
0: No, there's not one. And that's like, it's just literally, I'm on the Wikipedia for American Cuisine right now, which is a great article, and I'm excited to learn more. But they have a picture of New York-style pizza, and they literally say, New York-style pizza is the pizza eaten in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. So it's pizza. (laughs) We're going to make a lot of people angry with this podcast, just so you know.
1: I don't... But you know why they're angry? They're angry because, like, like, cognitive dissonance. They're angry because they realize that their pizza is just pizza. But they don't know how to emotionally express that. They don't know how to handle that information. Look, here's
0: the deal. All these places are on the Atlantic seaboard. Just lean into the New England, like, seafood and the clam chowder and all that stuff. That's great. There's nothing wrong with that. I know literally every other state around you does it better, <laughs> but like you don't have to die on this pizza thing, man. I don't get it. But here's what I love is that like sometimes there's just normal things, right? Like New York style pizza. But some every once in a while there's a city that just has something so disturbing or like poignant as their like food. Mm-hmm. That you innately understand, like the culture of the people that live there. It is like a, a a looking glass into what goes on in that city. So when I say Philadelphia, what's the food you think of?
1: Uh, Philly cheesesteak.
0: Absolutely, and you know what has to be on the authentic Philly cheesesteak?
1: Uh, onions,
0: cheese whiz. Dang it! <laughs> <laughs> I just guessed. Cheese whiz. No, that's a very cheese whiz, man. Did you know that? That's. Great. I'm sure it's. It's so beautiful because, like, Philly is this historic city, right? There's so much of our nation's history there, and there's so much, just like, interesting little neighborhoods and cool things. And then there's just, like, Philly, right? Like, the people and the ethos of Philly, because it's this interesting historical backdrop and, like, really genuinely cool city. Like, I mm-hmm. love Philly and the people are just like boston except slightly less jerks and slightly more chaos. Mm-hmm. and that's what a philly cheesesteak is. it has that like beauty and richness of this like shredded steak going on, right? but it also has this terrible nonsense of freaking cheese whiz on top of it. cheese whiz it's the pizza perfect cheese whiz i bet they make. That. <laughs> don't tempt them. <laughs> it's just like it's beautiful. It's like it's the the culture and the richness of the steak and the like absolute gross chaos nonsense of the cheese whiz. And it melds together in a way that represents the city of Philadelphia. And I just think it's beautiful.
1: I think that in a certain sense is like in indicative of larger America, of the United States of America. Whereas Europe, all the European cuisine is just this like classy thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, I can't imagine... Like, I think of all the European countries, and all of their food seems pretty classy to me. Right. And then you think of American food, and it's like, what if we put a donut as the as the grilled cheese buns? What if we just did a grilled cheese, but it was a, a donut?
0: Yeah, man. What if we took a whole breakfast meal in waffles and then put a dinner meal in chicken on top?
1: Of yeah, why not? What if we just, like smothered everything you know and love with sugar and then the cheapest cheese you can imagine like barely even cheese
0: yeah man i just like it's this it's this reflection of like having a base of idea melding it with like three other things and then doing like the richness of american like faux excess Mm -hmm. where you have all this like bonus stuff but it's like the goopiest like grossest stuff possible
1: it's what people would call new money. You know what I mean? Yeah, It's absolutely. like tasteless. It's uh, cheap and tasteless and over the top. And we're proud of it. It's it's kind of beautiful.
0: I was going to say, like, we love American food. American food's beautiful. I'll go anywhere and try their, like, weird local thing. I just, like, we're just deeply goofy. And uh, <laughs> speaking of, I just clicked on... Uh, one of the great Wikipedia titles of all time, which is Booyah in parentheses Stew.
1: (laughs) Oh, good. What is in uh, Booyah? I will give you one guess as to
0: the region of America this comes from.
1: Um, Booyah is a dumb name for food. Where Mm -hmm. does the dumb names for things come from? The Midwest.
0: Amen, brother. The upper Midwest. (laughs) (laughs) They think it says the term booyah may be a variant of bouillon. Oh, of course, you know, yeah. The little cubes you put <laughs> in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bouya <laughs> Booyah stew, baby. It's just incredible. So it's just like this apparently traditional Belgian soup mm-hmm. that got bastardized and is now... A thick stew that takes up to two days and multiple cooks to prepare. That's beautiful. See,
1: that's wonderful. This is great. That's like, you know, okay, for all the talk about American food being ostentatious and um, excessive, it's also full of love and care. It is. And dedication to the craft. And people spend their whole life trying to get good at Texas-style barbecue And they spend 12 hours by a smoker waiting for that perfect brisket. Mm -hmm. And it's just beautiful. At the end of the day, it's just a slab of meat, but we love it.
0: We do. It's beautiful. It's just, I love this, that like typical large-scale booyah kettles (laughs) can hold more than 50 U.S. gallons and are made from steel or cast iron to withstand direct heat and the hours or days of cooking. Incredible.
1: Here's to you, Booyah.
0: Shout out to Booyah. I would try it. Why not? I'd eat it. That reminds me of, uh, have you heard of Perpetual Stew?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone knows. Everyone loves a good Perpetual Stew. Do they? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, who hasn't accidentally made a Perpetual Stew in their day? You know what I mean?
0: I just like, this is something that I would aspire to.
1: (laughs) Who hasn't made a bowl of soup? And then like, oops, left it in the fridge for too long, but let's heat it up and see if it's still good.
0: That's not what (laughs) I know. I know. I'm just trying
1: to I'm just trying to make people think I'm disgusting.
0: The first time you said it, it sounded like you were using it as a euphemism. (laughs) (laughs) Like what's perpetual stew Oh man The kids got stuck in a perpetual stew again (laughs) Like
1: No the perpetual stew that I made accidentally Was when I uh, tried making a stew And then I just kept adding to it And eating from it and it wouldn't stop You know who made the first perpetual stew This is a really interesting story Mm -hmm. The prophet Elijah
0: Did he really? Yeah
1: well it was more like perpetual bread But I mean you know You you get the idea
0: A different thing.
1: Yeah, but, like, it was kind of a stew in the sense that um, the oil and the flour never ran out from the widow. But,
0: like, yeah, there's, like, no, um, like, soup or, like, anything. I'm just saying, like,
1: if she had decided to, like, use that oil and flour in a stew, she would
0: always have more. But, like, you, like, can't, (laughs) can't, really. Flour stew. Like, like you can make a roux if you want, yeah, but like
1: no, that's what I'm saying. She made gumbo, but like there's, she made the world's biggest pot of gumbo in um, there's
0: like more <laughs> stuff that what kind of stew are you eating? Is it like a a bread bowl, but then there's like a bread bowl in the <laughs> bread bowl it's like uh, and you're like pouring olive oil on it, mm
1: it's a gumbo, you know. <laughs> You make a, Now you you're going to a, have
0: a roux. Louisianans mad at you. Yeah, gumbo
1: was actually invented in the Bible. Read
0: about it. <laughs> Finally. Read a book. A, a Bible for Cajuns.
1: <laughs> and the prophet Elijah said, make up a nice roux with that flour and oil, and trust me, you'll have gumbo for days, and they'll come over from all over to have your gumbo.
0: Why aren't there recipes in the Bible?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Uh, there probably are. And we're just not thinking about it.
0: Yeah. You don't think, like, someone thought about sticking, like, a any recipe <laughs> yeah. in there? Like,
1: uh, like a priestly source.
0: <laughs> yeah, just like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh,
1: and by the way, and so Moses uh, went back into the tent, and when he came out, his face was shining. Recipe for bread with Cajun <laughs> twist. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i just want to know what people are eating you know it just cuts like what, it's just
1: a hard cut and he's like hey just slipping this in there i know this is a book about <laughs> moses
0: for the most part but, but john is like writing um like revelation on that island but then like gets distracted <laughs> puts a recipe or two down
1: the Gnostic text, but it, it's actually a part of the Gospel of John that describes the recipe Jesus used for the baked fish he served on the beach after his resurrection.
0: Yeah. it's like I want to hear it, man.
1: It's a, it lists all the eleven herbs and spices that he used <laughs> <laughs> to to make the most flavorful, juicy fish you could ever have.
0: It's like the, uh, you know how Hobby Lobby was, like, stealing all the, like, ancient Middle Eastern tablets and relics and stuff? Yeah. This is, like, uh, KFC stealing the baked chicken recipe <laughs> from, like, Jesus's time <laughs> with all the right spices from, like, Gnostic Gospels. you <laughs> <Or>, like, <laughs> like... Red lobster stealing the baked fish recipe and, like, hiding it. And
1: Jesus said, fill those two uh, traps with oil and
0: put, a, put, a, put them over the fire. Get a nice fry going. Now, you want to make sure the internal temperature is <laughs> 140 before you flip them.
1: They just have to stick their hand in there.
0: I'm just interested, man. I want to know. Give me Bible recipes. I did, like how were how were the apostles supposed to like, you know, confect the Eucharist? True. How did that like? Do you think there was like a, a like a Eucharist recipe?
1: It's called an oven. They probably just made bread.
0: Do you think they ever were like, man, if this doesn't turn out, we're gonna have like a really screwed up mass? <laughs> <laughs> That's a thing that has
1: happened up until recently. I mean, up up until very recently. I don't know when exactly this happened, but. I knew a priest who said that they used to, uh, allow people to make their own bread. And sometimes he had to, uh, use extremely burned bread.
0: Oh no. Like
1: just charred black and just was like, yep, this is all we have.
0: Man. It's like, it's something I don't really think about is like how the unleavened bread is like produced. Mm-hmm. Cause I know that there are, you know, um, monasteries and convents and stuff that yeah. uh, the brothers or sisters make them but like i never really thought about the process or the ingredients but you probably could just look up like making <laughs> the eucharistic bread in your own home
1: i think things are now standardized and you can't bring that from home anymore
0: but well right but like theoretically mm-hmm. if you get your hands on the recipe you can you can put those bad boys on your charcuterie board <laughs> So you've got yeah exactly. You got your prosciutto, you got your salami, you got you know your sharp cheddar, your Gruyere. Honestly, uh, the the <laughs>
1: Apostle Paul talks about like a sacred meal that was probably not just the mass. You know, right. But they also had to eat snacks. What they eat? Um. Honey baked ham. Wait, no, that never mind. I think that honey back. Honey baked cricket. Probably not ham. Just because there are probably some people still not eating pork. Uh
0: well, yeah. Here, like, we've got like five foods maximum mentioned in the Gospels, right? Five? Uh, like,
1: fish, bread, and loaves. Fish. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, who has a delicious stew in the Gospels? Somebody <laughs> has a really good stew at some point.
0: <laughs> Someone just made a note, by the way, Zechariah <laughs> up a mean stew. <laughs> he really had it going on. Mary there. went to visit
1: Elizabeth, and Elizabeth served some of her famous stew.
0: And Mary said, where'd you get this recipe? <laughs> That's like, I just want, like, people talk about, like, wanting to hear more about, like, Jesus' life growing up. Like, what did he eat? I'm trying to think of, um,
1: so you remember those old Bible cartoons? Oh, I know exactly what I'm thinking of. The best stew in the Bible. We all know what the best stew in the Bible was. Do we? The lentil stew that Jacob made that Esau traded his entire birthright for. The red stew. He made him a a bowl of red beans and rice so good.
0: That's that good stew, (laughs) He'd give up his birthright for it. That's that good stew. Incredible. I'm still thinking about the perpetual stew that, like... Maybe that pot of stew that Jacob made is, like, still going somewhere. Someone's still rocking... Cause it, okay, the, that uh, sounds
1: 100% like something that would be an actual tradition, like, custom. Yeah. Like, that stew is still being ate from to this day, and it's, like, yeah, stored underground.
0: I don't know how they I wanna do I want to have the stew. Yeah. I want to eat Bible stew.
1: Indiana Jones and the stew of Jacob. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and he's, like...
1: It belongs in a museum, not at a deli. (laughs) The Nazis are gonna take it and they're gonna try to sell it
0: as stew in a deli. (laughs) The Nazis want the stew. Is this where the soup Nazi came from?
1: Yeah, but now we're opening a whole new can of worms.
0: We are. We should probably not do that.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. I almost forgot to mention. Welcome to Terminally Chill
0: oh yeah um i'm hunter i'm matthew I'm a podcast. all right let's start the episode